Welcome to Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast with Dr. Megan Stanga. Join us as we deep dive into the most important health issues of our time. We'll discuss what's really at the root of chronic illness and answer the questions, why can't you get better? What's really wrong with you? And why can no one figure it out? Join Dr. Stanga as she shares the secrets of how she's helping her patients heal chronic illness and get their lives back. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Stanga. Welcome to episode nine of the Functional Medicine Unfiltered podcast. I'm titling this podcast today, Here is What is Not Wrong with You. And the reason I decided to record this podcast is because just on a very regular basis, I always have people coming in who, and I'm going to try to word this in the best way possible, because first of all, I love that people do research. I love that they are taking control and ownership of their health. I love that they are trying to figure out what's wrong with them. And most people have gone everywhere. They have been to multiple practitioners. They have tried many things. They have gone on the internet and purchased supplements and they've read books and, and all kinds of diets. And they you know, are really taking responsibility and ownership for their health. But with that being said, a lot of times people come in with a lot of wrong preconceived ideas about what they think is wrong with them. And at the end of the day, what I try to point out to them is, listen, if these things were what was really wrong with you, then you wouldn't be here, right? You wouldn't be sitting in front of me. You would have figured it out already. These supplements that you've tried, these diets, right? They would have worked, but they haven't. The list I'm going to go through of the top things that most people think are wrong with them that are really actually not, all of these things, I'm not saying that they're not factors. I'm not saying that they don't exist. And I'm not saying that they're not a part of the equation. But what you're going to find is that this list really, at the end of the day, none of them are the deepest root cause. They are more symptoms of the real root cause, which is a dysregulated immune system and chronic infections. So all of these things, they, you just haven't gone deep enough. They're still symptoms. They're still byproducts of, they're still labels. Or in some cases, they're still triggers. They're triggering events to the real problem the real root, which is your immune system isn't functioning properly and you have chronic reactivated infections. So one of the harder jobs I have is re-educating people, right? There's tons of books out there about all the things we're going to be talking about. There's lots of information that you can find all over the internet about this list we're going to go through. So if these things were really causing people's chronic ailments, you'd be better. And you're not because at the end of the day, these things may help a little. They may take the edge off. You can address these things and feel a little better. You're not really getting fully well because it's not the root cause. And how do I know this? Because I've been there. I thought all these things were my problem at one point or another. I addressed all of these things. I did the parasite cleanses and the candida cleanses. I did the epigenetic training and maybe it's my NTHFR that's the problem. I did the mold detox and the food sensitivity testing and the hormone Dutch panel. And I've done all of those things. I did intense, intense chelation of heavy metals. I thought it was leaky gut and maybe it's just toxic exposure. I did it all. I thought it was all those things too. And it wasn't. None of those things got me better. They made me feel a little better, but they never truly addressed the root causes. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to go through the top list of what everybody thinks is the problem. And then we're going to talk about what is really the problem and how they kind of all tie in together. So the first thing that people frequently will talk about is nutrition. And I mean, that's a great place to start. Nutrition is is important, right? We need to eat healthy. We need to make good, healthy choices. But if you're having to live on a very restrictive diet, if you can't eat anything, you know, you can't have nightshades and you can't have nuts and you can't have gluten or dairy or, you know, any amount of sugar or any of these things, right? There is a problem with that. You know, we should be able to eat these things and still feel okay. You know, we want to be conscious. We don't want to eat the bad stuff every day. We want to be really conscious and targeted with what we're eating. But if you're having to rely on eating in a certain way to manage your symptoms, then that is a sign you have not addressed the root cause. You're just managing your symptoms through diet. And there's a reason for this because there are certain foods that are known triggers for the immune system. So any classic elimination diet, that's what it's doing. It's eliminating the foods that are known to trigger the immune system. So things like dairy and corn and gluten and soy and you know certain nuts, peanuts in particular, we know that these foods just are known immune triggers. And so when you cut them out, oftentimes people do feel better. But the reason that they feel better is just because they're not triggering their immune system as much. But if you really wanted to be better, what would make the most sense would be to fix the immune system to fix your immune system so that even if you had, you know, a handful of peanuts one day, even if you decided to have a little bit of soy sauce on something, you would still feel okay. You would still feel normal. And so that would be, again, one thing that people come in and they're like, well, are we going to test for food sensitivities? And I always tell people like, we could, right? But it really would be a waste of money because it's still not telling us what is the root cause? Okay, you have these sensitivities. Is the answer just to cut them out for the rest of your life? Or would you like to understand why your immune system doesn't like these things? Let's fix that so that we can still have these foods. Because oftentimes, even with food sensitivity testing, they're going to identify foods that are actually healthy foods, right? That, that we should be able to eat. You know, They'll identify things like you can't have strawberries or watermelon or you know, kiwi. And it's like, okay, there's a problem here because these are, you know, God made foods found in nature. We should be able to eat these foods. If we can't, that is an immune system problem and cutting them out is not the real answer. We want to go deeper. So that would be one thing that is really not what's wrong with you. So another thing would be your diagnosed condition. So often, you know, people come in and they'll say, so what's wrong with me? My problem, it's POTS, right? Uh, So POTS stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And it's essentially when people have these episodes of just like lightheadedness and they're passing out and they're not feeling well. And for many people, it'll take them years to finally be diagnosed with POTS. And then when they're finally given that diagnosis, they're like, okay, great. Now I know what's wrong with me. But yet still, we ask the question, well, what's causing the POTS, right? Because that's just a name that we're giving to your symptoms. Don't we want to know why you have POTS? Don't we want to know what's causing the POTS syndrome? Or another one would be MCAS. 
which is mast cell activation syndrome. And this is more of a diagnosis that you'll find within functional medicine, more so than conventional medicine. But people come in and they'll be very attached to this name. Well, I have MCAS. And I'm like, okay. So in MCAS, this mast cell activation is basically an allergic response. It, you're going to see itching and swelling, and you're going to see dizziness and syncope issues and blood pressure issues, and really all the classic symptoms of Lyme and chronic immune dysregulation. And so again, I'm like, okay, you know, so people will be like, well, so I need you to, to treat me for MCAS. And it's like, well, what I'm going to treat you for is what's causing the MCAS. I'm going to get to the root of the MCAS because you know, people will still think, well, that's the root cause. No, that's still a symptom. That's just a name that we've still given to your symptoms. We need to get to the root of it. And so this can be for everything, right? It could be any name or label that you've been given. It's my rheumatoid arthritis. It is my Hashimoto's. It's my, and it's, that's still a label. It is still a name, an official name given to your symptoms, but it's not telling us why. It's not telling us why do you have this condition. All of those things I just mentioned, they're all immune-related issues. So what is the deepest root cause of all of those labels? Is your immune system not functioning right? And that is what we need to treat. That's what's really at the root. So we have to go even deeper. So that would be one issue, right? Where we're saying this is the root cause when really it's not. It's just a name. It's just a label. We haven't gone deep enough. So another thing kind of like that, the next thing I would say is inflammation. And that's a pretty common broad word that people will say is, oh, it's my inflammation. And so I always have to ask people, can you be more specific when you say it's my inflammation? What exactly do you mean? Oh, well, you know, it's my brain fog and my fatigue and my joint pain. So when I feel inflamed, I'm talking about those symptoms. And they are correct in the sense that you're right. Definitely. It's inflammatory response. But we want to know what is causing the inflammation, right? There is something causing the inflammation. And inflammation is a dysregulated immune response. Inflammation is a byproduct of one side of your immune system being overstimulated. And most of the symptoms that people are talking about in conjunction with inflammation, are actually directly connected to chronic infections and pathogens. So when you say, when I feel inflamed, my joint pain you know, flares up. Well, the joint pain is because of Lyme, right? And so really, what you're feeling is Lyme more than you're actually feeling inflammation. So that would be number three, is that and technically, it's kind of sort of right. It's just not fully all the way right. It's not your inflammation. Inflammation is still a symptom of chronic infections and a dysregulated immune response. And so again, because there's certain things that you can take, there's certain supplements that you can take that can kind of dampen inflammation, you know, curcumin and resveratrol, and there's things that can dampen inflammation, but we don't want to just dampen inflammation. We want to eliminate the reason your body is inflamed. We want to eliminate the reason why your immune system is responding in an inflammatory way. So another thing that I hear very frequently is leaky gut. So that is kind of this hyped up word. It's been especially more and more people know about it. And what is leaky gut exactly? It's it's essentially when the mucosal lining literally has leaks in it. It has holes and it can allow the foods that you eat and 
pathogens to enter the bloodstream. And so when I work with patients, one of the markers that is within the testing that I use, it's technically a leaky gut marker. And so very often that marker will come back high. But when we're talking about, well, how would you correct something like leaky gut? Well, leaky gut is just a byproduct of chronic infections. Typically, so when you have leaky gut, well, what caused the leak? (laughs) You know, what caused the mucosal lining to be compromised? And that's chronic infections. So the best way to address leaky gut would be to address chronic infections. And then there's there are certain supplements that you can take that will heal and seal the lining and dampen the inflammation in the lining and heal the lining. But you wouldn't want to do that until you corrected and addressed what caused the leaky part to begin with. And that's chronic infections. So within the panel that I'll test for, you know, we'll come to the part where I'm like, have you heard of leaky gut? And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, this is a marker for that. And the way that we're going to address that is by treating all these infections that we found in your gut and then we'll heal and seal. So again, is it a factor? Do people have it? Yes. But is it solely what's responsible for your your symptoms? No. In fact, if you were to Google leaky gut symptoms, those symptoms like brain fog and fatigue and joint pain, they're all from chronic infections. It's from your reactivated Epstein-Barr and Lyme. So the symptoms of leaky gut it's really not the leaky gut that's causing the symptoms. It's the reactivated infections. Is leaky gut there? Yes. It's a byproduct of the infections. Another thing would be, and I'm like looking at my list here. I'm like, what should I talk about next? Let's go with MTHFR. Again, this is typically going to be a more educated patient who, who's really spent a lot of time you know, on the blogs and maybe seen other functional medicine doctors and read lots of books who will then bring up, well, I have MTHFR. And the thing is, is that everybody has MTHFR is what I tell people. Like, honestly, everyone has MTHFR. I used to do that testing right in the beginning when I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I actually went through epigenetic training. And then I just started realizing this isn't a helpful marker to do because it's really not narrowing anything down. And so let me explain. So MTHFR, it's basically it's a genetic predisposition or a weakness to not being able to methylate properly. And so when you're MTHFR, you then, you know, what you're going to see on the internet is, well, we need to take methylated B vitamins and glutathione and we need to support detox pathways. And what I always explain about any sort of genetic marker is that we all have good genes and bad genes. We have, we've all got some some ones that are great and some ones that aren't ideal, right? But it's the science of epigenetics has has shown us and told us that it's not about your genes. It's about turning them on and off. And so when somebody comes in and they're like, I have all of these symptoms and they started three years ago and it's because of my MTHFR. And what I explain is like, well, you've always been MTHFR. You, you maybe just recently found out about it, but that wouldn't really explain what all of a sudden, you know, things triggered. Is it a part of the equation? Do we need to support you in that area, certainly. But is it the sole reason you feel the way you do? And it's not. Because if it was, you know, you'd feel better on some glutathione and methylated B vitamins. But again, the symptoms you're describing are connected to other things, chronic infections. So it's not quite the thing, you know, that everybody makes it out to be. Yes, it's a genetic weakness. It can be triggered on and off. We can support it. It's really not causing all the things that you think that it's causing. Your symptoms are directly connected to the pathogens in your body and the reactivation. So another thing 
candida and parasites. So often people think, and this is what I heard a lot when I was working with other practitioners, when I was coaching and training, answering questions from practitioners who were also like learning about the immune therapy and and wanting to utilize it. So I would take their patient case questions and, and they would describe to me, well, my patient has these symptoms and we tested and this patient has candida. So I'm doing the candida immune protocol. In fact, I did it, but she didn't really get better. Her, she still has all of her symptoms. And so then they would be asking me like why that is. And so what I would explain is that while yes, you may have tested and, and found candida and treated candida, if that person also has seven other infections, specifically Lyme, because candida and Lyme are like best friends, and the same symptoms that most people think are, are candida are Lyme symptoms. So one that I'm thinking of would be like, for instance, UTIs. In functional medicine, you'd probably likely hear from a practitioner. They would be thinking maybe candida is a problem with UTIs. And really, I find Lyme is, is a huge root cause. Lyme has an affinity for the urinary system, and that is a major root cause. And so what I would then explain to the practitioner is, yeah, candida may be a factor. And But if somebody has candida, I guarantee you they've got multiple other chronic infections as well because candida is a fungus that we're all going to have in certain amount within our body. And when our immune system is strong and healthy, then your immune system is just always keeping it in check, a healthy level in check. If your immune system has crashed to the point that you have a legitimate fungal overgrowth, well, I promise you, you have a reactivation of many other things too, not just candida. And if you really want to see success with that patient, you would need to identify all of the things that have reactivated, not just that one pathogen. I can also say that doing testing, I don't find, I certainly do find candida, but it's not as often as people would think. So in fact, people will be surprised. They'll come in just really feeling like they have candida and then we'll test and I'm like, no, it's not picking up candida. And so then I'll explain, but it is picking up in really high amounts, these other pathogens. And that's what's really at the root of the problem. Same thing with parasites. So many times people will be just really convinced that they have parasites and parasites is the issue. I mean, I did too. I, I have done multiple parasite cleanses in my past health history. But when I actually look at the testing, right, well, I've tested hundreds of patients, hundreds of patients it's a very rare occasion that actually legitimately get a parasite back on the test in a high amount. Now, it it happens, but surprisingly, it's not as often as people, I think, think that it is. But again, if you have a parasite problem, you have an immune system problem because we all have pathogens and parasites in our body. When our immune system is healthy, it's keeping them in check. It's keeping them in a, in a healthy level. If you have a parasite overgrowth, meaning that there's a large amount of parasites, it's, it's because the immune system is not doing its job. And at the end of the day, you have an immune system problem. And if you don't fix the immune system with candida or parasites, what ends up happening is you just have to keep killing it over and over. If you never teach and train your immune system to do its job, which is to keep these things in check. If you if you don't do it and address that root cause, then you live your life on antimicrobials, you know, oregano oils and all these things, berberine, constantly trying to kill the parasites and the candida instead of addressing the root cause, which is 
Why is your immune system allowing this to happen? Let's fix that so then your immune system is just doing its job. So another thing that people will often mention is adrenal fatigue. And I was actually just telling a patient the other day that to me, adrenal fatigue is like the fibromyalgia diagnosis of the functional medicine world. So just like fibromyalgia is kind of just this name that we give to symptoms, adrenal fatigue is often just the name that people give to chronic fatigue. It implies that there's something wrong with the adrenals, that the adrenals aren't functioning properly. But really, it's never the adrenals that aren't functioning properly. It's typically the HPA axis that's the culprit. The HPA axis is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's the kind of cascade of the endocrine system. And so really, when we're looking at like cortisol spikes and that sort of thing, it's more the HPA axis that's having an issue than it is actually the adrenals. But the other thing is that oftentimes it's just anytime people have fatigue, they call it adrenal fatigue. But there's so many sources that could be causing fatigue that really has nothing to do with the adrenals. Again, when we're talking about the deepest root cause of something, we would want to look at what is causing the HPA axis not to function properly. I'm actually looking at a study right now talking about immune modulation of the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis during viral infection, right? Studies showing that during viral infections, there's a cytokine response that increases inflammation that has a profound and permanent effect on the HPA axis. So if we were to think about why is the HPA axis having an issue, it would be because of chronic inflammation that's stemming from an immune system problem. So same thing with hormonal imbalance. People will say, oh, it's my hormones, but the immune system is directly responsible for the cascade, right? When the immune system is dysregulated, creating inflammatory response, that inflammatory response is what's altering the neuroendocrine system and the hormonal cascade. So again, there's just a deeper root cause that can be always, almost always, right, tied back to what the immune system is doing. Another thing would be mold. And I've, I've talked about this, actually, I talked about this in episode six, where what I find is mold is more of a triggering event. So when people move, for instance, into a moldy house, it becomes this toxic burden that certainly triggers the immune system. I mean, your immune system has to go into overdrive in a situation like that, dealing with this toxic exposure. And then what I see happen is symptoms flare up. And those symptoms are really more directly connected to the chronic infections that we need to treat versus actual mold. And so the mold just becomes a reactivator of the pathogens in your body. And so now this person is experiencing chronic symptoms of strep or Lyme or, you know, Epstein-Barr or herpes simplex virus or shingles. Mold was a reactivator. And so rather than mold being root cause, mold is triggering event. Another thing would be heavy metals. And in my past, I've done a lot of heavy metal chelation. So it never improved my symptoms. My test results looked better, but I didn't feel better. And the same thing happened. I, I did this with many patients where, again, we would detect heavy metals. I would treat heavy metals, but we would remove the metals and the person still felt the same. So I find heavy metals is more of a triggering event. It's more of a, a burden to the immune system. 
It's something that I would never, at this point, I would not treat or address until we fixed everything else. You don't want to chelate metals when you have leaky gut and you have leaky gut because of chronic infections. And we wouldn't want to chelate metals if your immune system is in a really compromised state. This could actually make you, you know, feel and do worse. So at bare minimum, Heavy metals would be something I, I say for the very, very end. But for most people, we never even need to go down that road because addressing the immune dysregulation and infections is what makes them, gets them better and makes them feel better. And so it then becomes a non-factor. So another thing that, especially now I'm hearing more and more of, is a lot of people are attributing their chronic symptoms to post-COVID syndrome. You know, really at the end of the day, COVID was a triggering event. And there's no question that this is happening because I'm seeing it all the time. But it's not that COVID is causing the problem. It's COVID reactivated your chronic infections, right? Because when I talk to people, the symptoms that they're experiencing post-COVID, I've had several people coming in with POTS, which I mentioned earlier, post-COVID. What is POTS? POTS is Lyme. Lyme and Lyme co-infections. So COVID triggered the Lyme pathogen and now they're experiencing that. I'm seeing a lot of... So ultra taste and smell. I want to like scream this from the rooftops. That's a Lyme symptom. I was addressing you know, taste and smell issues way before COVID. In fact, one of the supplements that I use most often for Lyme, it's a Lyme-specific supplement on the supplement, it's on the label, it says it helps with loss of taste and smell because that is a Lyme, a very common Lyme symptom. And so again, and I'm seeing success, right? These people come in, they have these post-COVID symptoms. I test, I treat, those symptoms go away. Not because I did something with COVID, not because I treated COVID, but I treated Lyme and I treated, you know, whatever they had, EBV, strep, and then those symptoms go away the chronic brain fog and the chronic headaches or whatever the case is, I'm treating what COVID reactivated and then they're getting better. The joint pain, have all this joint pain post-COVID, it's Lyme. And so that is kind of what I want to scream from the rooftops right now because you see it all over the place is, oh, post-COVID syndrome. Post-COVID syndrome is our reactivated infections. That's what it is. COVID's been reactivating pathogens. Because again, even prior to COVID, one of the things I talk about are there's these four really common triggering events. Pregnancy can do it. Stressors can do it. Vaccination can do it. And acute viruses can do it. And so it makes a lot of sense that we're seeing these things happening post-COVID. So that would be, again, it's not that that is the root cause of your problem. That's actually a triggering event. Another thing is toxins. And I, I kind of hit on this a little bit already, but a lot of times people can be really convinced they have these multiple chemical sensitivities and they just can't be around perfumes or fragrances or candles. They have to use all of these you know, organic soaps and they clean out their house of all the toxins and all of these things and they feel better doing that, but it still doesn't explain why they're overreacting to these products and to the toxins because there's plenty of people who can smell cologne and who can smell these air fresheners and stuff like that and they don't react. So again, you know, not the best stuff. You don't want to be certainly avoided as much as possible, but if you are overreacting to it, it's a sign of immune dysregulation. And then the last thing that I would add to this list is here's what's not wrong with you, it would be cancer. And so again, there's obviously certain people that they do have a cancer diagnosis, but 
we would then still want to know what's causing the cancer, right? It's not like that's the deepest root cause. When we're talking about cancer, that's an immune system problem. Again, the Th1 and the Th2 immune system, Th1 is the killing side and it's responsible for killing cancer cells as well. And when it's weakened, then that is when we see cancer becoming a problem. It's when your immune system isn't capable of keeping the cancer cells in check. And what is at the root of that are chronic infections. And I mean, if you were to do research right now, especially about Epstein-Barr virus, tons of research with EBV and cancer, especially lymphomas. I mean, a lot of research linking chronic viral infections to cancer. So if we were to say, well, that this is my root cause, well, it's really not because there's a root cause to cancer. And so very often people quickly jump, you know, when they have these symptoms that can't be explained, they go to doctor after doctor and they're like, is it cancer? But again, they've been to doctors who've ruled, you know, this sort of thing out. What I tell them when they're even still worried about that is like, listen, even if something was cancer, we would still want to get to the root of that because even with cancer, there's still a root cause. There's a a root cause to what causes cancer. Cancer is an immune system problem. And obviously, we would want to be addressing things before it ever got to that point. But the point I'm trying to make is that that's not still root cause. There's a deeper layer to that. So that's what I kind of want to end this episode with is re-going back over. So what then is it? What is at the deepest root cause? And again, the only reason I figured this out is because I was relentless. I was relentless in figuring out my own health problems. All the things that I just mentioned, I did all those things. I considered them myself when I was sick. And I would always be thinking like, okay, this is it. You know, I have high lead levels. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna chelate lead and I'm gonna feel better. And but then I didn't. I'm gonna get an infrared sauna and I'm gonna do that every day and I'm gonna feel better. But I felt a little better, but it didn't fix, you know, the major issues. So it wasn't until I really discovered that it was reactivated infections. For me, Epstein Barr virus was a huge one. Actually streptococcus was too those two pathogens were responsible for so many of my chronic ailments. And when I treated them with this with immune therapy, those symptoms disappeared. At best, I could dampen them down before, but they never disappeared, not until I was specific and I specifically treated them. When you talk about the immune system, again, I think it's important to remember too, there's two sides to the immune system. And if we could really think about when people are dealing with health problems, what would be the deepest root cause? I mean, you can't get deeper than the immune system. The immune system is what controls our health. And when the immune system is operating properly, we're healthy. But when we see dysfunction, whether it be in chronic symptoms or autoimmune disorders or getting you know sick all the time, it's an immune system problem. And so essentially what happens is when the two sides of the immune system become imbalanced. We have a Th1 killing side. We have a Th2 antibody remembering side. And people are more familiar with this now, right? We get COVID, we kill it. And then TH2 remembers and makes an antibody. And when those two sides are balanced, then we're healthy. You know, we're operating in a healthy way. When the two sides become skewed, when they become imbalanced, that's when we see these, these chronic symptoms arise. And it's specifically when the TH2 antibody side is overstimulated. And since its job is to identify the enemy, 
And it's supposed to be able to like recognize past pathogens that it's come in contact with. But if it's overstimulated, it starts thinking everything is the enemy. It thinks your environment's the enemy. It thinks the foods that you eat are the enemy. It thinks your own body is the enemy. And so when TH2 is overstimulated, this is where you see inflammatory response, allergic response, autoimmune response. So again, at the root of inflammatory allergic autoimmune is this upregulated TH2 response. And then on the other side, the immune system that's the side that's supposed to be killing is suppressed. And so when it's suppressed, then it leaves you susceptible to pathogens reactivating. And again, the whole concept of a reactivated infection that I share that people understand is chicken pox and shingles. You get the virus, you know, as a child, it's dormant in your body. And then at some point, the immune system weakens, that pathogen reactivates. It looks different in its reactivated form. And so the goal is for your immune system to be living in harmony with these pathogens it's come in contact with when it loses tolerance. And it's kind of like, so an allergic response is the loss of tolerance to the outer environment. If your immune system loses tolerance to your inner terrain, your inner environment, if it loses tolerance, then it can't live in harmony with these pathogens anymore. And then you see they kind of just go unhinged, right? There's nothing taming them down or keeping them at bay. And you just see the full-blown effects of them and their reactivated form. So that, at the end of the day, is really what's at the root of most people's chronic symptoms. They're either experiencing directly the actual symptoms of a reactivated pathogen, or they're experiencing the upregulated part of the TH2 response. And just almost anything you can think of is going to fall within one of those two categories. So I hope that that makes sense. I hope that that kind of explains it better. I hope that, you know, when people hear this list of things that most people think are wrong with them, but it's really not. And again, it's not that it's not a factor. It's just you haven't gone deep enough yet. There's a layer that's even deeper than, than those things. So thank you guys for listening to episode nine. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping you thrive. For information on how Dr. Stanga can help you with your own health issues, please visit us at www.drstanga.com to learn more.